0: All aboard this year we're bringing the new year with style. We have our tickets, we have our costumes, and we are boarding the terror train. That's right. We watched terror train. We watched it, so you don't have to, so you know what time it is.
1: Bore, so bad and scary. Splitting up is never okay. Ply, who needs it? Don't turn
0: Happy New Year, Moon Goons! Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad, they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton, with me bringing the new year is my co-host, my buddy, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing? Two thousand sixteen is in the books. <laughs> just sixteen. That's what
2: I'm saying. Dude, everyone keeps saying how crappy this it par- It's been
0: such a weird up and down crazy year. Personally, 16.
2: for me, personally just for me, and you know, Camp Aaron Southworth, it was a great year. You know, I mean it was it was really good. I mean, I got a new job, I like it, I got a house, I like it.
0: You know everything's coming up, Aaron. Two thousand sixteen. <laughs> Everyone else is
2: bitching. I'm happy.
0: All right. Well, it's all proper perspective. Yeah, perspective. So Indeed. there you go. Um, but yeah, speaking of this new year, we are so popping the champagne, popping the bubbly, and po- bring out the noisemakers for uh, this week because we are bringing the new year with Terror Train, the uh, nineteen eighty. I guess a lot of people call it a uh, classic Jamie Lee curse terror train
2: scream queen classic Jamie Lee Curtis is yes. on the terror train she's all bored you all
0: make board. way
1: for the terror, terror train. train
0: look out the train
2: is on the tracks <laughs> oh, little,
0: uh, little public enemy public. Yeah. I, mean, see, I, I was gonna do um, some um, Ozzy some uh, crazy train for in, intro music but I was yeah. like you know what on the small, small off chance that would actually ever get to him, I have a feeling he'd be to kind of, kind of like sue for royalties or rights, so I'm like, I'm not going to put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> All use... aboard the terror train? Yeah. yeah. Uh, going and...
2: off the rails
1: like a terror train.
0: There we go. There it is. Now we probably have to own royalties yeah. or something. Well, with my awesome singing voice? Of course we would. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, actually, so this movie was released October 3rd, 1980, uh, oh. written by TY Drake and directed by Roger this guy's last name is insane I'm going to butcher it. We butcher like names like Ma- Smith so Yeah yeah well, <laughs> uh Roger Spot Spotis Woody it, it's spelled S P O T T I S W O O D E Spotis Woody Spotis Woody Spotis Woody it's crazy name. Oof. Uh he, he is a Canadian director I believe. Uh this was his film directorial debut and he actually went on do a lot of other movies that people have heard of, like uh, uh, Turner and Hooch, Air, <laughs> uh, Air America, the classic Oscar award-winning Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, oh. <laughs> uh, but he did do a Bond movie, Tomorrow Never Dies, and The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger, sci-fi movie. You know,
2: that's a, that's an Arnold movie I haven't seen. Really? Yeah. I,
0: it wasn't, I remember watching it. It wasn't too bad. I heard
2: people say, yeah, it's all right. It's I, just, fine. I
0: just haven't gotten around yeah. to it. Uh, but those are just some of the bigger movies he's ended up going on to direct. Um, now, this movie, right currently... Is only found by buying it on disc at Amazon. Uh I think you can watch it on YouTube, but I can't uh comment on the quality of the film or what right. how good it's gonna be if you watch it there. Uh the cast <laughs> <laughs> slid that burp Yeah, there. sorry, I was hoping that okay, <laughs> can't go unnoticed. I apologize. Uh the cast, of course, like we can't talk. I mean, everybody knows Jamie Lee Curtis. This was her, right in the middle of her Scream Queen uh dynasty if you will her legacy building. I like that her dynasty. Um so uh we're not gonna talk everybody knows her. Um now it also has this is the one and only acting role by magician David Copperfield. <laughs> now he's been in of As himself, but this is the only time where he's playing
2: The Magician.
0: Yeah, just yeah real stretch. He plays the magician. Yeah. Uh, now there's some other really interesting things about some of the cast members in there. So sit tight. Um, first of all, I'll, I'll save some of the bigger ones for last. But uh, one main character is Doc. is played by Hart, Hart Botchner, who uh, was big in the 80s. He had 52 credits. He's still working today, mostly TV spots. Uh, but he is all the Korean was He was in. He played Harry Ellis in Die Hard, the original Die Hard. Oh, shit. I just watched that movie for the holidays. Yeah. Great yeah. Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, Show of the watch. It's a Rolex. <laughs>
2: Always doing blow.
0: <laughs> um, now the black guy Jackson, uh, he's played by Anthony Sherwood, who was in the movie Honey with Jessica Alba. He was also in 1981 Scanners, which is another kind of horror movie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's again been a very successful character actor throughout the 80s and 90s. Um, now there's a couple other uh interesting things. Now there's this girl who plays the bunny girl. She has like one line in the whole movie, but I found it interesting that she's played by uh, Andres Keenan. Uh, Now, she went on to be a very successful casting director. She's got 147 credits as a casting director for such big, like giant movies like The Immortals, White House Down, Warm Bodies, Riddick, X-Men Days of Future Past, she was the casting director for, Bad Santa 2, and it goes on and on. And this was her only acting job, in your entire uh, resume. (laughs) But it was just kind of interesting. Screw these bitchy actors. I'm going to judge them. Yeah, I'm going to (laughs) judge them and hire them. (laughs) Uh, And the last two people I'm going to mention is uh, because of the time days, we have Dee Dee Winters, who at the time went by AKA Vanity. Now, Vanity, for those younger audience, she was a singer in the 80s. She was born Denise Katrina Matthews, uh, and like I said, better known as Vandy. She's a Canadian singer, songwriter, dancer, and actress, and model. Uh, but she actually turned away from her music and acting career to concentrate on evangelism. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> really odd choice. Uh, her career lasted from the early 80s until like the mid-90s. Uh, she was the lead singer of the female trio Vanity 6 from 1981 until 1983. So very short-lived so girl group.
2: she was... It was a trio yeah. called Vanity Six Six. Yeah. Uh. It's the eighties.
0: <laughs> Just remember that's our excuse for everything. It was is... the eighties. <laughs> Just let it go. <laughs> um so they had uh they're best known for their nineteen eighty two RB funk hit Nasty Girl, was their big hit. Uh, her music career also included two solo albums on Motown Records, uh, Wild Ammo and Skin on Skin, as well as minor hit Ooh, singles la la. Pretty Mess. Uh, mechanical Emotion and Undress, which was in the movie Axon Jackson. Uh nice. and uh, she, Under the influence was another one. She uh again throughout her film career, she's also uh um did magazines. She's on the cover of Playboy, I think, twice. Uh she died at the age of fifty seven due to renal failure. Ooh. Um, and she was also in movies The Last Dragon, a martial arts musical <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I, I kind of want to go see that. <laughs> look that up. Is that is that the one with
2: like um, Bruce Leroy and Nuff? Probably. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, that's the, I
0: thought that was the last dragon. Uh, Action Jackson, Tanya's Island. She was in Friday the Thirteenth the series, Tales from the Crypt, and her other big. I guess there's what a big highlight for her. She worked with Prince uh, as a guest vocalist on Prince's. Prince's song "Free" from the 1999 album. Okay, so she had, she actually collaborated with Prince. That's
2: pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Again, cool. someone who uh, was lost in 2016. In- indeed.
0: Hey, uh, who would she play? Uh, she played Mary. She was uh, the girl who uh, was kind of dressed up as like the uh, I guess you call it either the genie or the belly okay, dancer. Okay, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. The the blue outfit. Yes, yeah. the blue outfit. Okay, I got it.
0: Um, now the last one I'm going to mention is because uh, he has a crazy story. It's it's just kind of cool. Uh, you—it's know, like you, old—it's like old school Hollywood type story. You don't someone hear this stuff anymore. Uh, Carney, the the uh, conductor, mm-hmm. played by Ben Johnson. You've seen him in a million yeah, things. Yeah, uh, you should. He's he was born in 1918 in Oklahoma, where he was a ranch hand and rodeo performer. And then in 1940, Howard Hughes hired him to take a load of horses to California, where he decided to stick around because the pay was good. And for some years, he was a stuntman, a horse wrangler, and it was a stunt double for people like John Wayne, Gary Cooper, and James Stewart. His, he came, his big break came when John Ford noticed him and gave him a part in an upcoming film, and eventually a star part in Wagon Master, 1950. But then he left Hollywood in 1953 to return to the rodeo, <laughs> where he won a world roping championship, but at the end of the year... Uh, he, <laughs> it turned out he, you know, rodeo didn't really pay the expenses, right? So he went back to the movies because they paid better. Where, uh, and he's basically his career saw him in over. He made over three hundred movies as both an actor and a stunt man. Where, uh, he died on April eighth, nineteen ninety six, at the age of seventy seven. And most of his career is like obviously like just tons and tons of like westerns, And right. Stuff like that. But I just like. That's just kind of a crazy story. Was a ranch and rodeo guy, went to Hollywood, became a stuntman, left, left, went back to rodeo, to go back to his first passion, which was rope and cattle. But he won a championship <laughs> in and then went back to the movies and did like over 300 awesome. type movies. So yeah. Um with that's it, let's move on to all board. Woo, woo. Let's get on the terror train. All right. All right. So we the movie, we open with this raging college party around a roaring bonfire. It's winter, and the men of the Sigma Phi Omega fraternity are throwing a New Year's uh, New Year's party. Uh, and supposedly, I, I got that this fraternity is supposed to be at Northern Illinois, Go Huskies, uh, where we actually had a friend, a pretty good friend of ours, who went to NIU. Yeah, yeah. Um, so shout out to Brian Carson. And uh, anyway, so the pledges are forced to where these really stupid, like red, white, and yellow, like, Beanies. Uh, beanies on their mm-hmm. heads. Uh, you know, that has to look
2: like oversized yarmulkes. So they're calling everybody sir and stuff. Yeah. And, and you were in a fraternity, so yeah. you know more about this. I mean, I'm just, I'm i'm kind of picking up that it's like a, you know, college party and they have the recruits there and they got to pretty much do whatever they say. And so they're going to be subject yeah. to pranks and, you know, debauchery and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh,
0: so a group of the older fraternity brothers uh, basically forces one of the pledges to go after and talk to Alana, played by Jamie Lee as character. Now, basically, this leads them to, to the second floor of the frat house. Uh, Jamie Lee's talking to her another girl, and she, how about she, how she's having second thoughts about going through with this? So something's up, Mitchy. Mitchy, um, and she's not so sure about she wants to do this. And the pledge Kenny, he's urged upstairs, and he's ushered into the bedroom by Mitchy. It turns out, and it were Jamie's wearing only long socks and like a football jersey. And, yeah, did you see the, the football jersey though? So
2: you know this is all being uh, conspired by this guy named Doc. Yeah, you know he's the guy who's really pushing this to happen. So he's kind of the older frat He's like, "Come on, man, we got your Which back. Doesn't We're not make gonna." Sense
0: because Doc it shouldn't it wasn't Doc because Doc at this time would have been a pledge as we find out later. He was part of that pledge class, but he wasn't wearing the beanie. But it wasn't Doc. That was. It was somebody else, I think. That no, was...
2: it was it was totally Doc. That was, was it? Yeah, that? okay. That, it was he was the one pushing it. He was the one getting this all going. All right, um, you know, and he even did a little thing earlier where he was uh, he's talking one of the other pledges, and he's like, "Hey, man, I just want to say I know you're still a recruit, but Happy New Year." He goes to shake his hand, and it's a fake. It's a it's a corpse's hand. That was he's Kenny. Like, ah!
0: That was Kenny as he was Kenny was about to go upstairs. He shakes his hand, mm. and he has like a severed cadaver hand. Because they they keep talking about Doc and. Uh, his other buddy, Mo are medical students. Yeah, pre-med. Pre-med. Which you wouldn't have exposed <laughs> But Yeah, exactly. Like, they're pre-med, but yet they have, they have complete access, to like, corpses and body parts, like, just willy-nilly. Well, they kind of
2: explain it away later. But, but yeah, so it's it's Doc. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis is wearing a jersey that says Doc on the back.
0: Yeah, of which, like, hmm. yeah, you would think that there's something between them. Uh, so Jamie Lee hides behind, like, this large canopy bed as Kenny yeah, enters just the room crazy
2: yeah it's lit up all kinds of crazy like flashing lights road signs it's like flashing primary colors like red blue yellow red blue yellow yeah. and it's it's like he's real nervous about going in and the girl mitchy's like oh going in going yeah. in get your fuck on go <laughs> for it buddy it's like it's a really weird situation it's like huh you know? Like, there should be warning signs going off everywhere. Yeah. But that's the power of the pussy. That's you just, a- <laughs> all of a sudden, you're like, huh, I'm kind of drawn in by this. I, something's really yeah, wrong. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. think the
0: same thing. Like, the warning signs are just everywhere. Like, people are, like, way too eager for this to happen for you. And, like, get in there. And this guy's like,
2: super skinny and awkward. And, yeah. you know, Jamie Lee
0: Curtis is pretty hot. And he's just like,
2: yeah, this is a, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on?
0: So, um. On the bed, Kenny sees who he thinks is Jamie Lee sitting up on the bed, and she's talking. But she's talking to him from behind the bed, and Kenny starts stripping down. He gets into bed. And Jamie, you hear Jamie Lee saying like, "Kiss me, Kenny, kiss me, dude." Okay, Kenny, when he's stripping down, he's
2: super duper skinny. Oh, he's I mean, a twig, like, bone thin. And is he wearing yellow
0: fucking yes! panties? First, like his whitey ties are like more yellow and kind of see through. I... They were sheer. Were they sheer? I didn't oh know. I thought God. at first I thought at... they were just. So, they were so like. It took me a while to realize that they were they were. I thought they were old white ties, like they just faded to yellow. <laughs> but I was like, no, those are actually yellow. I'm
2: yeah, like, dude, <laughs> it's like a like a light canary yellow, and they looked a lot like panties. <laughs> and I was thinking, okay, well, maybe because they're pledges, they gotta wear. But I was like, they're not explaining the reasons wearing panties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, so he he's in bed and he he leans in to kiss yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee, Lee
2: Curtis is behind there saying, "Kiss me, kiss me, Kenny, yeah. kiss me,"
0: and. It turns out he finds out he's embedded with an armless stitched up cadaver in a wig. And he goes of course the the arms fall off the maggot arms that had somehow attach to this thing. The cadaver falls back, it's all bloody and gross. It's, it's like it's older up. woman. Yeah, it's know. like it's just after like the autopsy and yeah. all this stuff. Uh, Can you see? So he flips out. He being spinning around on the bed, like staying on the bed, spinning circles. He gets kind of
2: caught up in the canopy.
0: The cu- the the curtain. Yeah, the yeah. canopy
2: curtains. And he's like trying to get out, and he's getting caught up, and then he's spinning around, and he's getting more and more wound up in it. Yeah. And all the frat boys and everybody come in, like, ah, "I got you, motherfucker!" They're all <laughs> laughing at him, and he's like, "Ah!"
0: Yeah, he's screaming he's crazy, crazy man. Uh, and, and freeze frame. And, yeah, yeah. Jamie Lee, then she pops out. She sees the corpse on the bed. She's like, "Oh my god, what did I just do?" Uh, yeah, and basically, yeah, freeze frame, fade to black, row opening credits. Um, now, I actually, I guess I actually really like the, the the shot for the opening credits. Where like it's just black, also, and then like this train like emerges out of this warehouse. Yeah, like, and the pulls the, out the door comes up, and, and it's like all this steam and yeah, smoke. It's like yeah. it's really cool. looking they, really good, yeah. like, it was a yeah, really good. Yeah, it was a really good shot. Looking scary. Yeah, <laughs> great shot. So after the crash, we jump ahead three years where a large bus drops off all these costumed party goers of the Sigma Phi Omega fraternity and their dates at the, at the train station. And they all unload the bus. The train pulls up to and to greet a cheering crowd of college kids that's going batty. Yeah, they're ready to fucking party. Yes, they are. Now, if it's not clear already, let's make it very clear. Everyone is dressed up in costumes and masks for, for, for New Year's, um, which if you kind of stop and think about it. kind of makes this whole premise seem wrong because like, I had an issue with this because if, if this is New Year's Eve where this is supposed to happen, the college would, one, be forced to close down, they'd be on Christmas break, which means all the students would have gone home. So in the opening of the movie, they shouldn't have been at the frat house where the party was taking place because the school would have had it shut down sending the students home. The same goes for now because I don't think any of the frats that had massive parties like this when school was out because there was no one left around to party with
2: well i mean they did say this is their last college showdown throwdown you know so Which maybe again makes weird just because gathered together yeah i know it's because
0: they still have to graduate graduation would be the big party but they also
2: mentioned a lot of them are graduating early
0: okay i think for like mo and doc who were it's their yeah. last one but for but still it's like it's weird because it's new year's like we went to college i was in fraternity my fraternity we never had parties like massive fraternity parties when school wasn't set, we were, like, everybody's home, visiting family friends, doing their own thing.
2: Obviously, you were going to lose a loser fret then. Oh. Because these guys are partying <laughs> hard. Way harder than teak style, baby. Woo.
0: Uh, but, man, I just it just seemed weird. Like, it didn't seem right. You know, it, it shouldn't have been happening. Uh, it, it's a minor. Um, But, yeah, it was all so easy. But there's, like, a hundred of people, like, hun- like at least a hundred people yeah, at this yeah, yeah. train station. So, anyway, the train's conductor is in this, like, the uh, station station office like and he's talking to like the dispatcher and during the only thing we really learned that during the scenes that the uh lo and behold this train doesn't have a radio which are you fucking kidding me
1: yeah
2: it's
0: it's it's 1980 not the 1880 yeah
2: he's saying how old it is he's like god damn this train's so
0: old he's like <laughs> how if how do you not have a radio and if you don't have a radio why the hell do you need a dispatcher right <laughs> how can she even contact you <laughs> there'd be no reason <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> So like how would this train even be allowed to be in service without a radio just today? So be beyond that just incomprehensible <laughs> oversight there. I don't even get it. Uh everyone finally everyone boards a train and here we see a kid in a Groucho Marx costume who he's telling jokes and trying to entertain the others and we saw him earlier doing that. Yeah. But now he's been stabbed to the stomach with a sword. And because of his antics earlier and his joking around, everybody's just walking past him, thinking and everybody's like, just yeah. going
2: wild. It's pretty
0: believable, yeah. you know. They're it's like, like oh, everyone's just thing. everyone's
2: jumped up, ready to get on the train, all hyped up. Everyone's running around, acting kind of crazy. You know, the conductor's like, "Ah, you crazy kids!" Everyone's having a great time. And they yeah. look over, and he looks like he's hammered up with a sword through his stomach.
0: Yeah, and but of course, everybody's like, "Oh, it's just a joke gag. Who cares? Ha ha, good one." They get on the train, so he falls down dead in the snow as the last of the parties party goers board the train and we see hands reach out and start taking his costume off and his body is then rolled onto the tracks and it gets run over by the train as it pulls away yeah. from the station heading off into the night. I kind of like that. <laughs> and then we see someone wearing the Groucho Marx mask and costume on the train. So the man in the mask watches from a distance as Jamie Lee has a conversation with a friend of hers, which is Mitchie again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about graduation and m- Mitch missing each other and blah, blah, blah. It's, it doesn't matter. So we go back to the conductor. Uh, he's sitting in like this caged office like in the crew quarters car of yeah. the train, um, which is weird. Like, I get that you have an office, but... Why is it caged in? I don't know. It's but like yeah, it was very weird. Like because nothing there was... in there needed to be like was like bolted to the cage. Like right. it didn't need like, to be.
2: Like they had the, uh, you know, like, they had like a table to eat. They had a they had, they had bunk tables beds. and chairs and bunks. You and like know, nothing and, but everything in. else is just open. But yeah, hit this one like office, which is basically considered, is a like desk a desk and a chair and, and like some some a files. And paper. Yeah, it's yeah. like it had to be caged in. Uh, I, now. Just working in HR, like doing a little bit of stuff, like in the hospital. Sometimes there's things that have to be locked up. Yeah. So it might be a regulation thing. Like this, this needs to be in a secure area. So they just made the secure area there. I, that's Maybe yes. Like, I mean, you it know? could be.
0: But again, yeah. you know, we never we never see anything that would be like okay. They don't make a point like, This has to be locked up and something that they keep something in this cage that comes back later. Nothing happened. Just yeah. a weird random just a weird cage. Thing. Um. So, uh, that said, he's talking to like. Uh, one of the trains maintenance guys and some other staff member. Nothing happens here. It's just a way to meet a few more of the, the the crew of the train, uh. And this is where we join David Copperfield, <laughs> now complaining to his female assistant that this is a lousy crowd, that uh, it's too noisy, and he he needs he quiet for his illusions. I need
2: complete silence yes. for my illusions, mind you. He says I need complete silence for my illusions. And she's just like,
0: well, it's better than kids, little kids' parties, and they pay well. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So he's talking about, he's looking out and watching, like, the kids dance while the band plays. And there's this one girl in the crowd whose costume, I noticed, is just a large pair of slacks pulled up to her tits held on with suspenders. Love it. That's her costume. Love it. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, one of the lounge cars, uh, one of the male senior members of Sigma Phi, they're they're hanging out along with two of the pledges, uh, so this is like the you know the VIP car where only the, the senior members can go, and uh, one of the pledges. This happens. brings up the fact that uh, this night used to be called Hog Night or years ago, where the tradition was that every pledge had to get laid, no matter the girl, mm-hmm. and uh, which is again referring back to the opening scene because that's the whole thing. Everybody's trying to get laid. Yeah. 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 Uh, and this pledge mentions that he had to, it had to be canceled due to something happening a few years ago, which we already seen. And this leads to Jamie Lee's boyfriend, Mo, I believe his name is, mm-hmm. trying to stop the story from being told. But the other guy's like, "Nope," and he insists on telling it. So, um, side note: this uh, guy, this is where it gets confusing for because I had side note: the guy telling the story says that he and the other members of this in this in scene, in the scene right now, were freshmen when this happened which is fine, Dan, because it's been three years, so it would make sense that they're seniors now. Right. But what I have a problem with, again, is, again, it's a fraternity thing, is that if they're OPC, they're already full members of the fraternity, hazing the other guys, which doesn't add up, because they they would have been pledges too at that point. Or, you know, and if they were freshmen, and the events took in between the fall and spring semesters, where New Year's is, they shouldn't have been, they should have been pledges themselves if they were already... It, it it doesn't add up. The right. math doesn't make sense. Uh, so regardless, Jamie Lee seemingly, she's like upset about this. She's telling the story. She quickly gets over it but and joins her boyfriend. The other says they pop champagne.
2: Yeah, so we kind of get the idea that this is, you know, the eve, the four-night anniversary of the, you know, the uh, the shenanigans that took place yes, earlier.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, now, there's a short scene that takes place in the front of the locomotive or the engine car between the conductor, uh, the maintenance man slash Coal Shoveler, who is just named Shovels. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's what they call him. They call him Shovels. Old, old Shovels old over old there. Shovels.
2: Old Shovely. He'll do a dance for you for some whiskey and a can of beans.
0: <laughs> Goddamn Shovels. And then this older man who's, who, who uh, steers and, and operates the train up the front. Uh, again, nothing really important to have. It's just, a, you know, meeting some Character more characters. Tradition. Yeah. Uh, we go back to Jamie Lee's best friend, the blonde girl, um, uh, she's talk, uh, Mitchy, and she enters one of the sleeper rooms and finds the man in the Groucho Mark mask sitting there. Uh, and of course, she thinks it's still the original guy who we yeah, saw kill.
2: He thinks it's the funny guy who is uh, acting all crazy, but yeah. we all know it's, it's not him.
0: Uh, Groucho offers her a joint from the cigarette case, which uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but when they get off the bus, Doc had offered the uh, uh bus driver a joint. A joint. And the bus driver's actually really cool guy. I, like, I want to see what yeah. that bus driver. He's like, yeah. hell yeah, I'll take that. Uh, but, of course, he had the, like, the finger in the case gag. where it like, severed finger gag. Yeah, where it's he,
2: your own finger, and it looks, you know, clever. Yeah. But, anyway, he opens it up, and he offers her uh, a joint. Yeah. And I don't remember. She ta- I think she takes one, she? takes one, yeah. Yeah, because she puts it in her boobs. But he gives yeah. her one, and it's just like an actual severed, severed finger, finger rolling around. But she doesn't notice. Yeah, because she thinks
0: it's still just the plane. She's fucking partying. Yeah. She doesn't
2: pay attention to detail.
0: Yeah, so... That's, that's really the only thing that Hannah's next, That she takes a joint, she leaves and the killer mask follows her out of the sleeper and continues to follow her through the, like all the sleeper cars. Uh, he goes to, he's about to shove her into the bathroom to kill her, but is interrupted by, uh, the black guy in the lizard man costume. Uh, and the girl thing, is was just like the shaking or rattling of the train that caused him to fall under her. Just like, ah, whatever. And, and she, mm-hmm. she leaves and enters the next car and nothing happens. Uh, so being that he's interrupted, and he stops to kill the killer. Turns his attention to the guy in the lizard costume, and uh, and this is where we learn. I learned that the guy that Grouch- Groucho Marks mask. Thank <laughs> like, you. Yeah. Uh, his name was Eduardo or Ed, the original, Ed. Eduardo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The that's original right.
2: guy. That's right. That's right.
0: And so the black guy keep keeps saying Ed, Ed, Eduardo. You know, keeps mm-hmm. talking. DJ, about Ed. I think is the yeah. black guy's
2: name. Isn't
0: it DJ? No, I think it's Jackson. I think it's Jackson later. Okay, um, but he, both very black names. Yeah, he offers <laughs> Eduardo a drink, and you know, I was like, "Hey, you know, let's go into the bathroom because for like, some reason can... we have to have to go into the bathroom to drink."
2: Well, it's funny because he goes, "I got the good stuff," and I was like, "Okay, is he got like blow? Is he yeah. got drugs or something?" And you know, I thought it, the same thing too. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. You go into the bathroom to you know do a little bit more of the hardcore drugs. You know, not around everybody. Yeah. All right, so he goes in the bathroom and he just like pulls out a glass. And a bottle, and he starts pouring it. He's like, "Whoop, oh, be careful!"
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it was just a like a like a small pint bottle or something of like uh, of like whiskey or something like that. I'm like, really, you had to go into the bathroom to That's do the that because like everybody's drinking shit, every, everybody's like, out drinking everywhere. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's just really weird. Yeah, um, I don't so, know what
2: kind of booze he had. Yeah.
0: You know? So the killer grabs him by the head, reveals himself uh, to the black guys, He like pulls the mask off, and, and he's, he's like, like, "Whoa!" He's like, "Oh, you!" And then it doesn't matter cuz the killer just smashes his head into the up against the mirror sh- killing him sharing the mirror uh and that's it he's dead yeah uh we go back to the senior car with Jamie Lee and her uh Mitchie has joined them and this is where yeah which this is where i just want to comment on the name Mitchie cuz if, if i finally figured out who who she was at this point it's just a weird name for a girl like in Mitchie. It
2: yeah, sure is because it makes you think of Mitchell or yeah, Mitch. Mitch is like Mitchy, Is that I me, mean, I'm guessing maybe it has something to do with her last name.
0: I don't know. Well we find out like, I found out later. Uh and I guess I'll just cover it now, but it's actually her name is Michelle. Her phone name is Michelle but they call her Mitchie which is again such an eighties thing. Like, yeah. It's yeah, such yeah, an eighties yeah. thing. Girl make like, Mitchy. Oh Mitchy, you're so <laughs> fine. You're so <laughs> fine, you blow my mind. Hey Mitchy. Hey Mitchie, <laughs> hey, Mitchie. <laughs> 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 so, um, so, yeah, uh, so, Mickey was pretty fun Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we and Mo, by the way, is played by Timothy Weber, uh, who also had a really solid career. He's still working today. He's got 129 credits to his name, big character actor. Uh, he was in a lot of stuff in the 80s. Um, I want to say he was in like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking of that. No, nope, never mind. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, so, fuck it. Uh, Jamie Lee, she she gets pissed off when she finds out this party was act- was not Moe's idea, but it was Doc's. Because she still has a big grudge against Doc for the events that happened mm-hmm. three years ago. And she storms out. Moe follows after, but tells Doc that he's going to get him for this and that he means it this time and then he leaves. So, apparently, Doc's pulled these shenanigans before. Yeah, Doc
2: it, seems like a dick.
0: Yeah, Doc <laughs> Doc's a dick. <laughs> Double D, Doc,
2: Doc's a dick. I don't know how much like why people like this guy. I mean, he just seems like a real cock.
0: Yeah. Well, he, he like because he's like every uh, I guess bad guy. He's he's probably the rich, good looking, you know, president dick. of the fraternity. Yeah, you know, blah yeah, blah. I'm pre yeah. med. Uh, I'm pre med. Yeah, everybody's got to be pre med. Uh, so Mo meets up with Alana, Jamie Lee Curtis. Apologizes. They make up. Uh, she smells booze coming from the bathroom, but the door's locked. And thinking that whoever's in there just dropped and broke a bottle of liquor in the bathroom. Um, and they, they leave on. They move on. Uh, we cut to the brake man and the conductor back in the crew car. They're sitting around talking, having some beers. And this is where we learn the conductor's name is Carney, by the way. Which, again, not a weird name. It's Shovels and Carney. Carney. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Poor bastard. And the rodeo clown. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Carney was a <the> rodeo clown. <laughs>
0: Uh, so we go back to Alana and Mo, and they're in some other, the, like the entertainment car, I guess you call it, uh, where David Copperfield is performing some like close-up hand magic, some very close-up yeah, he's stuff. warming
2: up the crowd, doing like quarter tricks and
0: yeah, stuff. Yeah, he, he, he does a trick where he makes a cigarette go through uh, go through a quarter and then makes the quarter disappear and all right. that stuff. Uh, we skip ahead just a little bit more. Alana and Mo are sitting in a booth with two other girls. Now, the blonde girl is her name. Again, weird-ass names in the movie. Her name is Pet. We have Mitchie, Carney, Shovels, and Pet. Pet. I mean, we're like, and Doc. We're like, where's the rest of the, We're like a weird Seven Dwarves yeah. thing going on. <laughs> is this the one with the pants pulled this up? This is the one that the, has the pants up to her titties. That's her cat. Her name is Pet. I
2: love that name for her. It's great because uh, she's just an idiot. Yeah. She's just basically there for sex. Yeah. You know, It's like, who do we get a girl that we could just... Everyone can maybe fuck from time to time. Pet, Pet sure.
0: <laughs> 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 so, and we also meet uh, the other girl, this black guy's Jackson's girlfriend, who is Mary, who is played by Vanity. I was talking mm-hmm. about her. Um, now, apparently, we learned that Pet was interested in Eduardo, and she was waiting around for him. Um, but they both get up and leave because when Peck is like, where's, he? yeah, you're me up. So they, they leave. It doesn't fucking matter. <clears throat> After some more conversation between Alana and Mo, we go back to Doc and Mitchie in the senior's car. Carney enters, shows them a joke car trick. They laugh, they leave. Again, it's just building up character and just mm-hmm. building things. Uh, I will say this movie, well, i probably mention it later, but just in case I don't, this is a very slow, a slow burn. Yeah. Horror movie. It's like, it's, this is in the early stage of like kind of like Halloween was only Halloween is much better in my opinion, but like the slow build to a more climactic scene not not real
2: slow burn for sure yeah yeah I mean it definitely has uh, some pacing issues yeah I mean but it's it it moves along but it's it, and all the moves make sense. But it's just slow movement, you know? It's, like, just methodical. It's not wasted motion because every scene still has something that's still technically moving the movie forward. Yes, it does. But it's just slowly doing it.
0: Very well said. Mm -hmm. Very well said. Um, So, Carney goes about his business while Doc and Mitchie, they they make out outside the locked bathroom, which we see is now, you know, somebody's locked it and it's all... At first, I thought somebody broke a key off. Yeah, in. I thought so, too. Yeah, did you see that thing? Because yeah, there's looked, like a little like like a, a nub, nub or something there, yeah. but apparently that's part of the key in yeah, lock, but it looks like somebody looks broke, like a, key broke a key off. like someone broke a key off inside ex- the lock. That's exactly what I wrote down, and yeah. I realized, oh, wait, it's not the case. Uh, so now we go back to Copperfield. He's starting his big actual magic show. And
2: remember, he needs complete silence, complete silence. to watch this. Oh, wait, let's put on some funky disco music. <laughs> Just this crazy <laughs> light show, this da, insane da. like disco music going on. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Damn it, Copperfield. (laughs) He tricked me again. Oh, that's his greatest (laughs)
0: trick. Yeah. Uh, So during the magic, the show, during the show in the lounge car, Doc and Mitchie, who's now wearing, like, this old man mask and a black cloak for some reason, uh, they approach Mo, asking where everyone is. Mo tells them they're all watching the magician. So Doc's like, oh, he didn't, you know, like, hey, I didn't hire a magician, but Mitchie wants to go watch it anyway. So there's your, like, another first, like, "Uh uh-oh, something's up. Mm -hmm. The magician wasn't. And that's' supposed to be here um, now I do want to say this like I thoroughly enjoyed the magic show scenes of this movie me too like I know some people probably hate it and say it slows <laughs> the movie down and I, I would get that argument I get it but I really like it I, I've always enjoyed magic. Plus, I've always had a fondness for David Copperfield because when I was like a little kid, about oh, 10 80s, years sure. uh, my godmother took me to go see David Copperfield at the Fox here in St. Louis. And I just remember being in all of it. I loved it. Balls blown and then away. And after show, I got David Copperfield's autograph. I met him, and it was just really cool. And then plus, of course, a uh, good friend of mine is a very successful and talented magician f- here from here in St. Louis. And I remember helping him with like. As he's getting started, he's like helping with his first few tricks ever, mm-hmm. and just when we were like 13, 14 years old. So, I don't know. I've always kind of enjoyed man. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Justin Willman. Uh, so, anyway, back on track. Uh, pun totally intended. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's so cheesy, man. I,
2: <laughs> I would have missed it totally if you would have mentioned it was a pun. <laughs> oh, God. What? That's like old man humor, but you nailed yeah. it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Cheers.
0: So after the show, Doc and Mo start hitting on Vanity and Pet to convince them to go back to the senior car with them. Uh, and Mitchie sees this and is like, "What? What?" And this is where I started losing respect and stopped really caring about Mo because this whole movie all been—he's yeah. all been about Alana and like you know, oh, I love Alana. And for the last ten, fifteen minutes. He's been showing. He's been. Yeah, like, get, all down and sad because Lana's been upset. He's like, "Oh, I gotta make it up to her." You get into an
2: argument. Yeah. A mild argument that, and he goes, "I don't know if she'll get over this one." Okay, if you don't think she can get over this one, you should probably try hard. Yeah. Probably trying hard to win her not, back. Be like instead, be like, "Fuck it." Where's that girl everyone fucks? Pet. There she is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Lana <laughs> will get over that. <laughs> Way to go, Mo. Yeah.
0: So. Um, yeah. So. He does a really quick 180 on this one. It's hilarious. <laughs> so Alana then wants to get more champagne. So she goes to the senior car, but Mitchie convinces her to stay and dance with like, you don't want to go back. Yeah, right Mitchie sees the shenanigans going on. Again, Mitchie's with Doc, and yeah. she's just like. Fuck it. it. And what kind of phrase is that? Like she's like, oh, yeah, I saw your boyfriend going like, you know, the slut pack. Right, right. And you, well, I'm not gonna let you go back there and stop it. Or and you better stay and dance with me. Like what? These so, <laughs> relationship dynamics are kind of kind of thin. <laughs> really you <know>? weird. Uh, <laughs> We're best friends. I'll never leave you.
2: Uh, yeah, your boyfriend's fucking this other guy, but I'm not gonna let I'm you not know gonna, that. I'm not gonna tell you that. Yeah.
0: One. <clears throat> so, um, so they dance. And on a side note, the band that's playing is named Crime. And I did find, I I found this article written by Chris Lane uh, of the Houston Press called The 10 Mostly Cheesy Songs from Classic Horror Movies. And on that list at number nine was all the songs by the band in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And and I love it. Here's what he had to say. Uh, This is part of the article. The Party Train features performances by a slightly sinister magician played by none other than David Copperfield and by a mellow rock band called Crime seen plodding through several songs during the film. I'm always curious when I see bands in movies, so I spent time trying to research crime and not much information is out there. Were they a real band of some kind? Maybe a local, maybe local to Montreal where most of the film was shot? Or was crime just an invention for the film? They certainly aren't the early punk band of the same name from San Francisco, so this group's contribution to music history may be limited to terrain and shrouded in mystery. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, fine. And then just to um, uh, I was curious about the rest. The rest the, also on the list are songs from other horrible al- horror alumni movies. Okay, awesome. Number six on the list is Gangsters of Rock from Graduation Day, which nice. was episode 17, which coincidentally was enough, was the same episode that Magician and Justin Willman was on. Oh, awesome. So we have two links there. <laughs> and right behind that, number five was Sitting Here at Midnight from Phantasm. And in case you're curious, number one on the list was Party Time from The Return of the Living Dead. Nice. Uh, so yeah, the rest of the list is you can find you can search that article if you're curious to see the rest of the list. Um, so chugging along, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Doc and Mo lead. Pet I have ba- a feeling there's gonna be a lot more of those. <laughs> <sighs> Back to the senior car. They notice that the bathroom's still locked. Uh, the conductor comes up as they head off into the other car. Carney's knocking on the door and he takes out his super like conductor key, ancient key. Unlocks the door and finds the dead body of Jackson lying on the floor with a liquor bottle hanging out of his mouth. Um however there's one majorly thing wrong with this scene. That the mirror on the wall that the killer smashed Jackson's head into and shattered is now no, completely, completely fine. Fine.
2: It no broken mirror anywhere. Not
0: even a smudge on the glass.
2: Yeah, and it's he's down on the ground, he's got the mask on, and there's blood on him. Not yeah, a ton of blood. It's like coming on
0: no, top of the head. Yeah. Yeah,
2: there's a, there's some blood on him. And you know, the conductor's like, "Oh my God!" Yeah, <laughs> and, like reaches down, and it feels, looks like he's looking for the pulse. And he pulls back, and he's got some blood on his fingers. He's like, "Ugh!" And he looks at it for like a <laughs> minute. And I'm like,
0: "Yeah, man, it's blood. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on." Uh, so we go back to dance car. Michie takes her mask, uh, waves bye to Alana, and she just leaves. And but we see Copperfield walk past Alana. They lock eyes as he continues. Um, you know, they're locking eyes as he continues to walk away the same yeah. way Mitchie old, did.
2: Old David Copperfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: he's making those, some magic eyes.
2: Yeah, he's got magic eyebrows, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Damn, those things were
0: bushy. They <laughs> are bushy. Uh, so in the crew car, Carney tells the brake man about Jackson's body and tells him to keep it quiet for now. Like, let's not get this mm. out. And yeah, He doesn't know if it was a suicide or what. He just not know. Or if it was an accident. Yeah. He's like,
2: I don't know. So he doesn't want to, like, ruin a good time. Yes. Which... I don't know how I feel about yeah, that. Yeah, I can't.
0: I'm going to so much as well. Like, I, you're kind of in charge. It's kind of your responsibility. Yeah, like,
2: it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, you hate to be a party pooper. I get it, but it's like to respect the party that much and not mention that one of your friends is dead. Dead?
0: You know I mean? <laughs> like, for, honestly, now that I think about it, from here on out, everything that happens is Carney's fault. Kinda. If he would have stopped the train and said, hey, we have a problem here. We got to stop and we turn gotta, around.
2: We got someone who died. Yeah, party yeah. over.
0: Mm-hmm. Nobody else would have died. This or, is all, or, Carney's yeah. Thought.
2: Well, we don't know that for sure, but still, it's well, just they weird. might not have died on it's, this
0: night it's on just the a train.
2: Weird thing to stop the part, like to not inform anybody about. Yeah, this,
0: you know, no, like <laughs> I mean, Grant, the character could come back and Larry died, killed him on his own, but they would not have died tonight on the train at the party if Carney would have done his job. <sighs> but anyway, so he calls the train's operator and locomotive, and they talk uh, about where they can turn around or make, you know, try and make an emergency stop. Which they never do. <laughs> <laughs> well, they kind of talk about it,
2: and they're like, well, we go here, we go there, it's going to do this, it's going to be a hard turn, I don't know the trick. It, they they mention, they go, ah, I guess the quickest yeah. route is just to go straight. So they, they give it a little bit more gas, yeah. or coal. Yeah. To get get, going. They get shovels working yeah, extra get overtime. Sho- shovels get your ass in gear.
0: <laughs> so now Charlie the brake Man is guarding the bathroom door, keeping you know people from going in there and using yeah, it. People are trying to pee, it's like, oh, it's out of order. Go, go use on. the yeah. other one. Uh, Carney comes up, Charlie opens the door, and inside he sees the costume body on the floor. But now, the body begins to move and just act like a really drunk guy just fell nope, over. No blood. Out. Yeah, no blood anywhere. Uh, Carney swears he saw the blood and says something has happened. Maybe it's just a practical joke. He but- says, ah, uh,
2: fucking medical students. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually,
0: I don't think there's an F-bomb in this movie. Come there to think might of not it. be. I think
2: he just says, medical students. <laughs> damn medical students. Yeah. pranksters
0: uh he so carney helps the man out of the bathroom as mitchy walks up and she of course thinks it's jackson so she takes jackson and leads him away helps him off and we go back to the senior car where doc mo and the girls are drinking champagne vanity decides to pull out a yearbook for some reason because of course they happen to have one <laughs> and inside she finds a picture that has kenny in it and she says hey who's this guy and doc says, oh that's kenny he couldn't handle it don't worry about him yeah uh then Doc takes Vandy away to fuck her while leaving Mo with Pet. Um uh, basically what that's what <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Is supposed to happen. Uh meanwhile Mitchie is in one of the sleeper cars with who she thinks is Jackson and she's trying to get him into one of the bunk beds. And but for some reason, like people are about to enter the car and the two of them just like leap in the bed and close the curtain like very ninja like. Which is like, what is like why couldn't you have been seen just talking to him? Like why do you have to like like oh my god, nobody can see us talking in a train car together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was I mean, really again, weird.
2: again, I guess I don't know. So I I don't get it. Um so
0: and she's talking about how <laughs> let's she thinks sneaky
2: conversation, let's sneak some alcohol. Yeah. You know, when it's... everything around you is happening the exact same way. Yeah. People are talking and people are drinking. making out and people are doing Yeah. yeah it's it's yeah, people are banging uh, in that's these little things. basically the tents, whole point of yeah. this
0: party there's no need to be secretive about right. it. Right. It's it's you're on the fuck train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. The fuck train. <laughs> Fuck the Terry stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it started off. Should it
2: shouldn't be called fuck 5. If no one got killed, that's what it'd be called. Yeah. Uh,
0: so um, after Vanity and Doc, they leave. Mitch uh, leave. Mitchy just wants, basically, just wants to get fucked by Jackson. Yeah. That's all. She lays back on the bed. Mitchy closes her eyes. She's like, "Touch me." She's like, "Just fuck me."
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's
0: because she's like, "Oh, you know, your 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 man's fucking my." Your girl's fucking mm-hmm. my man, so it, let's just well let's, let's yeah. get back to him, you know. Uh, so uh, he the the killer begins to like feel her up. He takes off his gl- one of his gloves and he puts the exposed hand on her on her chest. And, and she it is makes, a black guy's hand. It is a black guy's hand. And she makes a comment about how cold the hands are. And she opens her eyes to see that the hand on her chest is the severed hand of Jackson. She screams. The killer reaches out for her. Covers her mouth. Covers mouth and is it cuts away to the train speeding down the tracks with the whistle blowing, whistle blowing super loud. Yeah, and um, we go back to Alana and Copperfield in the lounge car again. They lock eyes and for like have a little magical magic moment.
2: googly eyes.
0: Yeah, and they start a conversation. He performs some more magic for her, floating a rose. Yep, yeah. and then he seems to just. To just disappear as Doc and uh, Vanity, he does. Walk up. He like, quite literally just goes poof, poof, and he disappears. <laughs> uh, Doc tells Atlanta that Mo is sorry and he wants to bear the hatchet. So Alana goes off to find him again. We know that's not the case. Doc just again, Doc being a dick.
2: So Doc is setting <sighs> Mo up uh, because he knows he's in the senior car with you know with slutty pet, pet. With slutty pet, and you know they're gonna bang and. You know, it's, like, basically Mose going, all right, I'm going to break these guys up. Yeah. Like, They've been I together d- for, like, four years. I'm going to break
0: them. Like, at least three years. Like, what a dick. Like, God, this, that's a dick move, He's supposed to be your fraternity brother, your friend. You're like, I'm going to break these two. I was like, I just, whatever. Fuck, Doc. Yeah. So... Uh, this Now we go back to Mo and Pet in the senior car. Pet is flirting with Mo and dancing around and doing a striptease. She's, like, basically throwing himself, herself at him. Yeah, she's doing
2: him. everything she can to get Mo to. And Mo's, he's like, ah, no, no, no. He is trying he's to resist. Holding he's, he's, he's holding his ground for he's now. He's holding up, but really he should just leave because. Yeah, <laughs> just give and leave. <laughs> yeah. like, you, she can't keep, yeah. It's so, tough, man. It's tough. I've been in those situations. I'm sure you've been in those similar situations. You're like, I shouldn't, but ooh, <laughs> oh, boobies! <great." laughs> you, know, you just kiss something that just like all of a sudden your feet become like st- like
0: stapled to the ground. You can't move. You're like, oh, I
2: gotta get out, but boobs. You yeah, <laughs> just can't do it.
0: So in the crew quarters, Carney and Charles they're still trying to figure out what happened in the bathroom. They're talking about the blood, and Carney even mentions how. He did break the mirror without cutting himself. And again, we, the mirror wasn't, it wasn't broken. Wasn't broken, so continuity so, there. Yeah, big And continuity he goes, here. how do you break it?
2: With a hammer? Yeah. Uh, but
0: no, it wasn't broken. It wasn't <laughs> broken at all. <laughs> so we get to another scene of Copperfield doing more close-up magic for a crowd, uh, trying to convince a skeptical, a skeptical Doc that magic's real. And this time he uses a switchblade to find Doc's card. And throughout this whole movie, it tries really hard to paint the the uh, the aura of mystery around Copperfield as a way to try to believe that make you believe that he could be the killer, like right. he's he's mm-hmm. behind all this. Uh, back in the sleeper car, Carney is making his rounds, and he finds a black high heel shoe in the aisle. When he picks it up, Mitchy's arm flops out from behind the curtain. He pulls the curtain back to find Mitchy dead with her throat slashed. He tucks her arm back behind the curtain, closes it, and starts to slowly just back away he's like. It's like almost a kid like, okay, I didn't. He I, oh I says, I see nothing. God. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks away. Uh, in comes Alana. He asks, like, hey, do you you know whose shoe this is? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's my friend, Mitchie. This is where I found her name was Michelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take it to her. So, but Carter's like, no, 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 don't do that. Come with me. And meanwhile, <laughs> Mo is trying to get Pet to put on her clothes when he hears Alana knocking on the door looking for Mitchie. Now Mo realizes that Doc has set him up. He's Mm -hmm. like, oh, that motherfucker.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Carney takes Alana to the crew car where he tells her the bad news. And, of course, she doesn't believe him at first. She storms out. Mo finds Doc watching the magic show and confronts him about Alana. Doc says, just chill, watch him. Like, dude, Mm -hmm. don't worry. We'll just watch the show, man. So
2: I just try to break you guys up in a horrible, horrible
0: way chill out, man. David yeah. Copperfield. David Copperfield, man, yeah. he takes all your cares away. <laughs> make him disappear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vandy is pulled up on stage to help with his next trick. It doesn't really matter. Uh, and we go back to Alana, who is frantically looking for Mitchy in the sleeping car, and Carney is trying to calm her down and stop her. But she does find the Mitchy body. Mitchy's body. She breaks down crying. Big scene. After more magic show, we go back to Carney talking to Alana about Mitchy's death, and in the and the events that happened in the bathroom, he realizes something he realizes something really abruptly, and he just leaves, like, uh oh, and he, he goes. And he finds a bloody rag in the trash bin in the bathroom. So there's the blood. Okay, cleaned up the blood. Yeah. Back to the magic show, Doc nudges Mo to like wake up, like, hey, wake up. But Mo just falls over on the floor. And at first Doc Doc thinks he's oh you're just drunk playing around. Come on, ha get get up, get up, get up. Uh, and then he finds blood on Mo's neck. Doc screams out for help, but no one can hear him over the applause for Copperfield. Which, Everyone's going so crazy for David Copperfield. Which is Copperfield. such a bullshit excuse. First of all, they're in a tiny co- train car. He's yelling at the top, top of, his, of his yeah. Lungs. He's going crazy. Help! Ah! And people are just like, going, "Yay, yeah, David Copperfield, David man!" David man all right. And no way can hear him screaming as he even as he's walking right past him, he's ear, like "Help!" And, yeah. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. But it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, so, uh. Yeah, so Mo or Doc drags Mo off and carries him through all the other cars, screaming scream for, for help,
2: and everyone's going.
0: But they yeah, they uh, laugh uh, at him, think, again, thinking this is some kind of, some kind of prank. Which and that, is weird. It's kind
2: of the problem too, man. He cried
0: wolf one too many times. You but know, people I, are just
2: like, whatever.
0: I get that, but yeah, Doc is they have, they show a history of pranks amongst the fraternity, like with the pledge and all that. But there has not been really sub a history of pranks where like Doc like pre- or people pretending somebody else is dead. Like, I don't understand why they would think this is a prank, right? There, there's no history to really back that up.
2: Yeah, and I got to tip my cap to the actor because he was really frantic, you know? Like, really, I mean, he seemed like, this is not funny. This is not like, oh help me, guys. Yeah. He was screaming, like, bloody murder, you know?
0: No, yeah, no, Hart, Hart Botchner or something like that was in it. Um, from Die Hard. Yeah, Harry Ellis from Die Hard. <laughs> um, so, Doc, finally does get help when he runs to Alana and Carney in the sleeper car. They set Mo down, rip open his costume to reveal his chest is just covered in blood. Um, some random party goers enter and want to know what happened. Carney rushes them out. Doc asks where Mitchie is. Alana tells him she, too, is dead. Doc freaks out and starts pulling on like the emergency brake cord. Like Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and when the train doesn't slow down, Carney thinks, oh, sh- something's wrong. Why is the train not slowing down? So he...
2: Ghost he to, goes. To, yeah. Go
0: check on Walter, who is the locomotive, the operator, the guy who's driving and right. steering. I don't know what you call it technically. Conductor. Uh, I don't know. Well, he's, he's the conductor, conductor, but I guess he's the engineer. engineer I guess. Yeah. Um, he rushes off and he runs past Charlie, who's lying face down on a bed in the crew car, yelling "Emergency! Emergency!" He gets the locomotive, slams on the brakes. This sends everyone on train reeling, falling to the floor. Crying The band goes tumbling down. Now, okay, before um, I, before I go on, I do want I have a. Big problem with Mo's death here is that what the fuck happened to him? You never really know what killed him or how he died. Magic. It's magic. <laughs> but there's no, like, you never see anybody near his body. He doesn't get stabbed. You don't see a slash. He's just dead. Yeah. And, like, it's really anticlimactic and it's really bothered me about this movie. Like, yeah, he what j- happened? Because he was sitting there on the ground talking with right Mo, Right next to Doc. Like, shoulder to shoulder. And, and you're just...
2: talking to each other. And then all of a sudden, he's dead.
0: Yeah. Which, also, yeah. they're on the floor. They're not even, like, standing up or in the booth. So, like, who, like it's not like someone could just walk right past him real quick, slid his neck, and keep walking. Like, he... killer would have had to, like, bend down next to them and either stab him... Slice be it, very be very, very slick and stealthy. Yeah, it. which I guess, again, they could... You could again, try to play out... It. It's the magician's slide of hand or whatever. But it's still bullshit in my mind that I really, really have major issues with, with Moe's death of the, in this movie. Well, this is the, the little hint
2: they try to do, too, that it may be the magician, is when... Uh, they're watching the magician show. He disappears They, he disappears off the stage and the girl covers him up. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden he appears right behind Mo and Yeah, he appears in the back of the doc. train. Yeah. Right behind, like Mo and doc are sitting down next to him. So he's at the back of the train. So you're thinking maybe it was then I,
0: I get, I honestly, I get mm-hmm. that's what they're doing, but it's just the fact that it does. It still doesn't track with me. It yeah. doesn't really. And there's another mm-hmm. train pun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, anyway, eventually we, the train comes to a stop. Charlie and Karn find Walter's hat, which is now has blood on it, and they also realize that Shovels is now missing, too. Poor Shovels. Poor Shovels. All I wanted was some whiskey and beans. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so Karin says Charlie, don't go back through that train without this, and hands him an axe. He's like, here's Fuck an axe. Yeah. <laughs> So, shit just got real. Shit, yeah, dude. <laughs> so all we see all the partygoers are getting off the train now in the middle of nowhere. Connie saw him like the rest of the train, the other like the ushers and the train, the ticket takers, whatever. Like arm themselves with fire axes and search the train, but don't try to be a hero. Now for some reason the lights on the train don't seem to work. They just like they've been working <sighs> yeah, the entire time, yeah. but all of a sudden now there's no power. Turn off a lot just of lights. Power, yeah. Power's just gone. Which makes no fucking sense. Why did the power go off just because the train stopped? It's another bullshit, mm-hmm. antic that I'm so sick of. Um, I mean, if now you see somebody cut the power. Great, but right. it's just off for no reason. It's just off. And so outside, is telling everyone to remove their masks. So I want you know, and, so, and like we see one of the other frat brothers uh, start taking a roll call, like, like checking people out. Mm-hmm. Now while this is going on, Alana comes to the realization that there's. One common denominator between herself, Doc, and the people who have been murdered tonight, that being Kenny. and uh, She goes on to say that she tried to visit him in the hospital after the prank, but she was not allowed to see him. And she was told that he had killed someone, but it was unclear if it was an accident or not. But he did kill somebody. But he did kill somebody. Somehow, some way. We don't really get much more than that. So, Kenny, yeah, this wasn't just a fun little prank. He's been fucking traumatized. Yeah. Uh, so, Doc grabs the line, and they head off together somewhere. They, they just go off. So, meanwhile, Carney's addressing the rest of the crowd, and he's telling that they have no choice but to get back on the train because they're out in the middle of nowhere, and if they say it's too cold, we'll all get freezing to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but blah. he's saying,
2: you know, stick with your friends, people you know, dates, stay stick together, Uh, um, well, get it you Well, they basically yeah. confine them to, like, two cars gonna or something like that. And are going to keep you in one car or two. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And two of the ushers that they sent to search the train come back and said they didn't find anything or anyone. Uh, so, Doc tosses now. We see him. Basically toss a lot into like one of the private like rooms or cabs that like you I guess you call it. Locks the door behind them, and for good measure, he breaks off the door handle. And then he, for some reason, he pulls out another yearbook. So how many yearbooks are on this train? <laughs> uh, and he opens up to a full page dedication to Kenny that shows Kenny's interest in magic. <gasps> uh oh. So now they think Kenny is Copperfield. And Alana wants to go to warn everyone, but Doc refuses to move from the room. And at this point, he starts losing. He's starting to snap a bit. He's going a little crazy. Yeah. Somehow Alana manages to get the door open, even though he kicked the hand Just the lock knob off. The off door. Which, and tells Doc, until tell Doc does try to stop her. But then someone sees they see somebody walking down the hall in the darkened corridor, and she uh, uh towards him and Doc. She slams the door closed. He slams the door closed, locking Alana out. Like, fuck fuck you, Jamie (laughs) Lee. I'm out. (laughs) Uh, But it turns out just to be Carney, the conductor. Doc's going crazy in the room looking for the killer. I mean, he's searching every small closet. Yeah, he's, He's,
2: he's sitting in the room. He's like, I'm safe safe and this scene is pretty intense it
0: actually is a pretty good you know because
2: he's like he's losing it you know he's coming in unhinged yeah he's sweaty he's looking around and all of a sudden he's like i'm safe i'm safe and he looks up and he sees oh fuck there's the closets I yeah like there's like the these, closets, legs, these like little cubby like, holes three little yeah. closets where a person can hide and so he, each one he's opening it's suspenseful. each one he's opening up it's suspenseful. doesn't find anyone he, he starts like Overhead compartments, he starts like stabbing at him with this, with like, like stuff. random, like, yeah. stuff, like
0: ashtrays or whatever he can get in hand. And he's yeah, throwing and they, things, he's around, throwing things around, trying to find him. He's
2: like, Oh, yeah, and he finally sits down. And then there's the last thing he sees is across the ho- like, there's the like, other it's side. like a joint, it's like yeah. a
0: suite. There's like a cab, and then there's like a small, and it's a joint with another cab. Right.
2: And he sees that there's space underneath the seats, and yeah, he's like, oh, like, and there's shit. something like white underneath there. Like, if like, like, it's like, like a can, it's like a beer can. Is that what it was like? Is
0: that supposed to be like. As i trying to make it look like a face or like a, a reflection of a mask, but there's something there's mm-hmm. like underneath the couch, and he's like, "Uh oh, what's that?" So
2: finally, he builds up the gumption to go up there and go check in. As yeah. soon as he does, a hand reaches out from underneath the seat he's sitting on, grabs his ankle, and he
0: freaks the fuck. Okay. Out. And he, he face plants to the ground. He struggles with. He uh, starts
2: screaming like a little girl. He,
0: he's struggling with the door frantically, trying to get it open, so he can escape. A hand reaches out, grabs his shoulder. Doc looks down to see that it's a woman's hand, like a nail polish, all that. thinking that it's Mitchie. He relaxes like, Oh, okay. It's all a prank. Oh, this is a big practical joke. You got me. You got me. And that's when another hand grabs him by the hair. And another hand enters the frame holding a blade and Doc screams, but the camera cuts away to the crowd of kids getting back onto the train. So Doc is gone. kapoot Uh, Alana now has gotten off the train and is looking for the conductor to tell him who the killer is. Like, it's Kenny, it's Kenny. Uh, again, this makes, again, no sense to me because we just saw Alana and the conductor together in the hallway. So why didn't she tell him then that it was Kenny the magician? Instead of why is she now off the train looking for him? If you, if you think about it, it makes absolutely zero sense.
1: Because
0: hmm. she comes to the conclusion that it's Kenny the magician when her and dog are off the train. And they get back on the train when Doc locks her in the room.
2: Now, is this before or after? And I don't know if you mentioned it in your notes or not, but she does go looking through the. Um, this is she goes looking through the magician stuff.
0: No, that's that's way later. Okay, that's way later. This is before that because, like you said, the order of events is they stop the train, everybody's off. While they're off, Jamie Lee tells Doc, "Oh my God, it's got to be Kenny." The, those two rush off, get back on the train, they lock themselves in the cabin. Jamie gets out of the cabin. Doc locks up thinking the killer's coming, but it turned out to be Carney. So they there now they have met. Why didn't she always say, Hey, I know the killer? It's Kenny the magician. But now we see her off the train saying, Look, ask me, but where's the conductor? Where's the conductor? Where's Carney? She was just with him. Huh. This makes zero sense. It's insane. <laughs> so anyway, we cut to Copperfield, checking on his magical equipment, which he's, you know, happens to be the small, uh, swords that we that uh like uh ed was killed with we yeah s- so like sword. swords
2: you can stab through and yeah. the 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 lovely assistant is saying talking she to, shows up she's talking, talking to yeah and she's been part of the show here she disappears for a good chunk of the time well and she, I, a point she's a minor character yeah bit. yeah she's she's the you know magic magician's assistant yeah um, and then she's she's just like Oh man, I was so scared out there. Uh. Yeah, I'm
0: like. I mean, it's like maybe I should have had one of these to protect, my, protect myself with, referring to one of the swords. Sword. Yeah. So Alana now takes the prez, which is the nickname of one of the Fraternity brothers, who's like the politician guy. Uh, we we've seen him here and there before, yeah. and uh, she takes him to the to, to the room. Doc locked himself in. Uh, find the door still locked and not getting a response from Doc. They rush off to find find Carney to get his help in the crew car. And this is where she tells him that the magician is the killer and leads him back to show him the yearbook to try to explain it. They get no, you still get no response from doc. So Carney gets the door open, finds rooms destroyed and is covered in blood. I mean, there's Mm. blood everywhere. No sign of doc. Carney searching around the room. He opens up one of the overhead storage compartments and out falls doc's dead body. Followed by his decapitated head.
2: Yeah, just like bouncing out like a basketball.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Carney ushering all the kids out of the entertainment car, uh, which is where the band where, and Copperfield and were the playing. magician was yeah. at. Yeah, and and into like uh, and where his like private room is uh in, in the back. And out comes his assistant wanting to know what's going on. Uh, Carney tells her, hey, you know, where's Copperfield? And she's like, oh, he's in the back. So she too gets ushered out. And once everyone's out of the car. Carney locks it and seals it off by using a length of like heavy chain and padlock to like further reinforce Amy from getting into this thing. So Alana then is taken by one of the ushers to a private room where she can rest and try to get some sleep and, you know, in safety. He leaves her, but tells like, you know, I'm not leaving the car. I'll be right outside. She curls up, take a rest on the blanket. Now we cut to the an angry mob of college kids demanding that they get into Copperfield's car so they can dish out some mob justice. And Carney standing in his ground is like, nope. He's like, you want to kill him? Uh, Here's an axe, but you better take a good look at the bodies of your dead friends first. Is this really worth it? And apparently the mob backs down, and he's like, Carney's like, I'll go check it out myself. Carney. Carney.
2: Come the mob. Carney. Carney don't fuck around. Man, Carney, man. He's he's spitting some
0: truth. Yeah. So we jump to a shot of a line sleeping, you know, uh, then to a behind shot, the usher sitting in the chair in the empty one of the empty lounge cars. It's from behind. Mm-hmm. But when the camera cuts to the front view, we see that the usher is now dead. Bum, has... bum, bum. Oh. He's been impaled to the chest <laughs> with one of Copperfield's swords. And we see a hand reach down, pick up the axe that the usher had, and it cuts away again. To Carney and two more ushers entering the entertainment car. Carney is calling out for Copperfield, telling him to come out because they have to turn the heat off back there. and It's going to get really cold. He should join them in the lounge. Trying
2: to and- get an excuse so he can draw him out. Yeah, draw him out. While the two con- like the conductor's assistants have axes. I just call them ushers. Ushers yeah. have axes.
0: Um, so uh, they make their way back to Copperfield's room. They find it empty. Can't find him. And the, the the only other door leads basically to the, the, the end. Back, of the train. It's like yeah. the, oh, you open the door the, and the, it the just boost, no, It's will. not even a caboose. It's the car yeah, is a caboose. Just he's the open car, the door yeah. and there's just train track and open air behind mm-hmm. you. And just, like, a little chain as a, acting as a railing. Yeah. So, uh, so back to Atlanta, where the killer is now wearing Mitchie's mask and costume. He ent- enters the room. The killer hacks at Alana, who is curled up on the couch, but turns out it was just a sex doll under the covers. <gasps> Swerve. Swerve. <laughs> Alana leaps out from the closet with a sword. Where did she get the fucking sword I don't from? Know where like, she gets where the, did she get that from? Where did she get the sword? Like, they're just magically appearing all over There's this place. Swords everywhere. Yeah, stabs the killer in the back, rushes out of the room. Uh, yeah. Uh, so did uh, she like? Uh, if she is... didn't pull the sword out of the dead usher. She just like. There had to have been one, like, in the closet and waiting for her? Like, how does this happen?
2: And again, I harp on it a lot. You got him on the ropes. You just... St- Obviously, this is the killer. He just tried to hack your... You know, your. He, you had your decoy. Yeah. He destroyed your decoy thinking it was you. You got him on the ropes. You stab him in the back with a fucking sword. <laughs> he goes down hard. Like, oh! You know? Keep going! <laughs> yeah. Keep Finish going. him off. But nope. She stabs him back and makes a break for
0: it. So, uh... I just totally lost my place in my notes there. Uh, oh, she, yeah, she, rush on. she starts to walk down the hallway, but is suddenly cut off by the killer popping out like a side door, which I, in a way kind of makes sense because that would be the, I, I'm guessing it would be in one of those attached, like, suite rooms, so it would be one door and another door. But if that's the only way that makes any sense for that to happen. Um, so she turns runs the other way. Killer gives chase. Now, the killer hacks his way through door after door, yeah. trying to get to Alana. She ends up in the crew car. The killer... Enters, locks the door behind him. She starts racing towards the far end, but the door is locked or stuck. It's, it's a stuck. good
2: chase. Scene. It is. It's a really it's good, very it's a good, good chase. Well scene.
0: done. Very yeah. well done scene. I will give him credit for that. Um, the door is <laughs> locked. It's stuck. It doesn't matter. Either way, she she can't get out. The closes in on her, grabs her, slams her head against the wall, and then grabs her by the neck and like lowers her to the floor where he mounts her and begins to strangle her. And just to cause her more pain, he just rips out one of her earrings. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Fuck you, bitch. Rips out an <laughs> earring. Dick move. Yeah. Give me that. She's like, ow! <laughs> so uh, she is able to finally bite his thumb, which gets him off of her, but only for a second. And... Uh, it just, uh, just severely pisses him off. Yeah, he,
2: he starts doing a little ground and pound. Dude, he
0: cold cocks her across the face, and in doing so, her shirt just gets ripped rips open. open. The, I don't Again, don't know how that happened.
2: Magic. He punches
0: her <laughs> so hard, her shirt rips open.
2: Magic, I tell you. <laughs> so, she's got a bra on, Yeah. But she's able to get her feet underneath him, push him back off, and as soon as he does, he flies across.
0: Well, he's... He, yeah, she sprays him in the face with like a water-filled fire extinguisher. Yeah, and
2: I thought the same thing because he gets sprayed in the face with this water-filled fire extinguisher, and he's holding his eyes like ah, and I was like, oh my god. But then I thought to myself, it could have like a chemical flame retardant in it. You know, that makes sense to kind of like. I, I ah, even think like that. I
0: thought it's like really, dude. It's just yeah, water. It's water. It's water. It's, it's like somebody spraying you with a squirt gun. It's, yeah, yeah. So I, that's
2: why I was like, maybe it's got some chemical in it, some re- f- flame retardant chemical. That would make sense then if you're like, oh, Jesus, that stuff would, you know, fuck your eyes up.
1: <laughs> so, so I'm going to... We're going gonna, gonna, gonna to go with that. We're going to go with, that. Go with, yeah, with yeah, that. it's not just water. This guy is like a fucking, you know, <laughs> so, Wicked Witch of the West or something.
2: And yeah, starts melting. Uh, so well, she, he, is wearing, he is wearing a witch's costume. He is wearing yeah. a witch's costume. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's just in character. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm melting. Oh, oh, wait, oh crap! Oh, crap. crap. <laughs> it. Uh, so she <laughs> makes a run for the caged office area and locks herself inside of it. Uh, the cure is going nuts. He's banging on the sides, trying to get her. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it's and, good. And then he finds like this long metal pole. It's like pike. Yeah, yeah. which again, why is, this, uh, why is there a long metal like pike? Ah, I mean, right... I can see how you could. Well, use... I take that back because it, it does turn out at the end. Like at first, it's just pole, but then we see later that at one of it has like a like a crowbar tooth like no right right like crowbar so i guess like s- definitely be some to tool, sort of
2: railroad tool railroad tool yeah. yeah but it's a giant it's huge yeah um it's like a fucking crowbar that's straightened out like a spear it's like you know eight. it's feet like long. six it's feet huge. at least six
0: feet long yeah, yeah. Uh, so he takes his pole and he's like stab he's like uh smashing some of the lights out with it which cool. again the lights are now back on in this car <laughs> for some reason so it's only a select few cars sure. that lights. Uh, and then he starts stabbing it through the cage, trying to get, a, uh, get hit Alana with it. Having no luck, he goes back to just smashing more lights. So he's like, I'm going to take my frustration on these oh, light bulbs. These and uh, now this is where we see that it's a crowbar. And he starts using it to, like, pry open the lock. Like, he's so he's trying this. to break in the door. He's just going to rip this lock off the door. And Alana is frantically searching for something to defend herself with. And she finds, like, one of those receipt spikes. You see, like, the diamond yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. And she thrust the receipt spike through like the cage opening, stabbing Kenny right in the side of the head. With her. Now, how this doesn't kill a man straight up? Did it go through his mouth? He goes through his cheek. I thought it went through like his fucking skull. No, like she went of, to stab him because I was thinking
2: the same thing. I was like,
0: "What the fuck?"
2: But there's a reveal. There's you see it later. You've okay, did I, I missed it?
0: Cheek, I totally man. missed that then.
2: Okay. Because it goes in. Yeah. She
0: pushes you're and it goes up to the hilt. Yeah. It goes all the way in. He's, ah! And I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's got to be dead. So he reels back in pain, falls to the floor, on, kicks open the door, makes a run for it. Kane gets back up and chases after
2: And it. I don't understand why she made a run for it. I mean, she. I mean, I, the guy's going to try and get in the door,
0: just stab him again, you yeah. know? I mean, you're safe in there. You're pretty safe in there. Uh, he catches her in between cars, and they start struggling. And, but Alana is able to use her legs to basically push Kenny off the train, like in between yeah. like the little slot between the two cars, pushes him off the train. Right after Kenny falls from the train, Carney, Prez, and some others enter to find Alana covered in blood. Carney leads Alana away, like, all right, let's take care of you. Now, we cut to a shot of the killer holding onto the side, like some railing or handrail or something, as the train is speeds off speeds through the night. On through the night. We go back to Alana, who's now curled up, resting in the senior car. She's all cleaned up. All cleaned, while Vanity sits nearby. Carney comes in to check on him, tells him that they will be arriving in about 15 minutes, and then leaves. Uh, Vanity gives Alana like, a quick check. He's like, okay, she's fine. She leaves, too. After she leaves, we see Kenny lowering himself down from the top of the train through the window behind Alana. Now, how he does this, I have no idea because this has he's to be Spider-Man. magic because the way it's shot, it looks like he's floating sideways in midair. Like his, it's not like he's hanging straight down, upside down. He's like, that's where he starts. But then he starts working his yeah, way around the right. window just... where, like, fucking Spider-Man, like, he's <laughs> levitating in the air. I know uh. nobody can see what I'm doing except for Aaron, but I'm trying to, like imitate what <laughs>
2: yeah imagine being upside down and then turning completely sideways like, hold- you know
0: while holding on to a speeding train <laughs> which he's not even holding on to
2: because <laughs> his hands are <laughs> in the <laughs> window they are i didn't even think about that like he's gotta be Spider because his hands like
0: stuck like glued to the window or something like that oh my god i didn't even think about that <laughs> shit so unless uh. he's got like some kind of super like monkey tail like nitro, like holding himself with a tail or his feet like it's magic It's has it's magic <laughs> Ooh, oh, and another thing I was when I
2: would, when i was watching that scene i was thinking okay he's hanging on the side his he's got the hair from the the mask on and it's yeah. not blowing at all because if you're imagine holding onto a train you're hurtling through yeah. going at least 60 miles an hour you'd think your hair would be flopping around right the place perfectly it's, nothing's moving yeah so he's creating like a vacuum <laughs> he's just like in a space like state
0: so <laughs> so the door to see your car creaks open uh, Alana wakes up, but it's just vanity returning. She's like, like, hey, why don't you come join us in the other car? Now things will settle down. And it just turns around and leaves again. Just leaves again. She, Alana says, uh, does agree to it. She gets up to follow her. But now the movie really tries to build more suspense here during her walk through the dark, empty train cars. Which, again, like. Why would you leave her alone? Exactly. If you're trying to leave this person, like, protect this person who's obviously been through traumatic experience, why would you leave her alone? So far away from everybody I was Like, if you're supposed to keep everybody together for safety, she's obviously like at least three cars away right. from the rest of this group. And like, oh, she'll be fine back there. No, safety numbers, people. Yeah. Again, Carney, you're you're dropping the ball. You drop again. the ball on this one, Carney. So she's walking through the dark, like the blackest, darkest train cars yeah. possible. Like yeah, yeah. again, turn on some lights. How
2: terrifying is this? <laughs> like, how scary can we make it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: she gets met by Prez. In the, in the, and he he leads it, starts leading it back to the others. Now up in the locomotive are Carney and Charles, and they say say something about I think they say like Oh, there's the station up ahead." So you're thinking, "Oh, a train, Flatland, they're going to be there in like 30 seconds. I mean, you get, they're not going to be far away. They can visually see it. But, again, that's another big problem with yeah, this movie because yeah. it takes a long time for it to suddenly arrive at this well, place. Shovels isn't doing his job very well. <laughs> yeah, well, Shovels. Yeah, <laughs> Shovels is fucking dead. <laughs> shovels got shoveled, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, shovels doesn't burn hot enough. Yeah, he doesn't burn hot.
0: <laughs> so, Carney tells Charles to be, begin, like, the arrival procedures or whatever mm. the protocol is, and he goes off. We cut back to Alana, who for some reason is by herself again, even though she was just with Prez. I know. Nope. Everybody's is like, leaving her alone. It's like, I don't want to be around her. She's a bad mojo. Like, she's standing outside <laughs> on, like, the little deck-like platform, which, again, would have been at the very end of the train, which was in the David Copperfield car, yeah. which is supposed to have been quarantined off with a right. lock and key. And she, we just saw her, in, like, how did she get here? Because how- it was locked.
2: I- they showed him lock it with, like, three chains and
0: a big master yeah. lock. So how did she get through that? First of all, and how is this train connected? Because she was in a sleeper car. She walks through the sleeper cars, which means she would have had to walk through the lounge cars, the inter- like all the other cars, all the, all the people. people to get back to the car that's supposed to be locked up and boarded off to stay at the very back of the train by herself. Right. When everybody's like, don't leave her alone. <laughs> so So uh, she starts to head back inside, closes the door behind her. She makes her way through Copperfield's dressing room area. And she spots like this suitcase. She opens it up. She starts rifling through all of this stuff. Inside, she finds the rose that Copperfield gave to her earlier. So apparently, he took it back. <laughs> and then she finds a scrapbook filled with clippings about Copperfield. And while she's looking through the through it, the large wooden box behind her that's used for like the sword through a, a woman mm. trick uh, falls open. She spins around to find Copperfield's dead body with swords sticking through impaled him like a pincushion. Yeah,
2: impaled through him. Yeah, yeah
0: he's just like a pincushion in there. She screams, runs out of the room, and through the crowded cars of people all the way to the crew car. <laughs> and you think they'd be like, "Oh shit, we should go help her." Yeah, we'll like guess what's the girl with this was shit. Like there's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> She's yelling out for Carney's help, and she gets to the crew car. She finds Charlie sitting at the table with his hands on his head, reading a book. She sits down across from him crying, saying that the magician is dead and that she doesn't even know who the killer is anymore. Charlie reaches out, grabs her by the wrist. Alana looks up to see Kenny dressed in Charlie's uniform and wearing one of those like really creepy, clear, plastic masks. Yeah,
2: it gives you that weird look. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Kenny removes the mask and the hat to reveal that he's wearing a blonde wig and lipstick. He then pulls off the wig and wipes off the lipstick As flashes of Copperfield's assistant are shown. So there's the big trick. There's the illusion that that Kenny was the assistant in drag this whole time.
2: Now, here's a question. Yeah. While watching this movie, where you're like, oh, it's fucking Kenny. No. Really? Oh, I mean... I mean, yeah, I mean, were you oh, like that. no, I knew Kenny was the killer, but I well, didn't. Well, yeah, but did you know it was the the lovely assistant?
0: Um, I, To be 100% honest, I I know I'd seen the movie before, but I forgot the actual, And I knew it was Kenny. I mean, that's blatantly I from yeah, the opening yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I didn't realize, I forgot, like, oh, my, okay, he was the assistant, because. About I,
2: halfway through the movie, I mean, remember, the first time I saw the assistant, I'm like, there's something weird about that assistant. She looks fucking weird. Really? No, that when, assistant when, was a
0: clearly different
2: person. When it reappeared? And that same shot they're showing when he's waving and stuff and like when he reappeared or rematerialized, I'm like, Oh, that's a fucking dude. You know? I'm like, Oh, that's Kenny. Oh, like right back. Okay, that's right. I was shot, like, that's yeah. him. You know, Because was, there's
0: there's shot is, is, is an actual woman playing the assistant it and they were very, but it was very far
2: away shots and she looked weird. I'm like, oh, Yeah, was I will give that one shot where she yeah.
0: reappears underneath mm. the, the the uh she, Wait, did the, did yeah. the she mm-hmm. I will say, she did look odd there. So I give you that. That yeah, might. I was Kenny. like, I was like, oh, that's fucking. Kenny. But most of the time, it is it's a totally different mm-hmm. actor or an actual woman, because when she speaks, it's clearly a woman's voice. It's clear, a woman. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I let that slip my mind. Um, so anyway, uh, she starts pleading with Kenny and tells him how sorry she is, and he's like, he just simply says, "You haven't changed," and uh, I've been watching you all
2: night. Still and being a dick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny accuses Alana of liking Copperfield, and she's like, "He's she's like, and she tries to counter. It, it's like, oh, oh, uh, but I'm sure you're better than he is. He's nothing compared to you." And Kenny's like, "Yeah, I'm better than this because Copperfield didn't know how to properly cut up a woman, so
1: ooh, ooh
0: or saw a woman have or whatever, like you know." Um, he then goes on. He tells Alana to kiss him after more flashbacks of the opening scene where, right, saying, where she kiss kissed me Kenny. Kiss me, Kenny. So she slowly leans in. And she kisses them. Now she's done a great job here acting.
2: I gotta say, she because you can tell there's something clicking in her head. and She's speaking with her eyes. She's doing such a good job. That's of like, Jamie Lee. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I better play this guy's game. Let's see where. I, how can I? How, how can do I survive? What am I gonna do here? Okay, let's let's see. I love that scene. It was really well. Yeah, done. I mean
0: Jamie Lee is great in that. Yeah. Um. So, but this, like, as soon as they kiss, this sets something off in Kenny's mind. Like, this is like this PTSD flashback. He begins freaking out again, having he's flashbacks like, no, of the prank. No, he's stand, He's spinning around in circles again. He's streaming. getting caught up in his costume. He, he's, he's getting caught up in like coats or yeah. cloaks. They're just like I don't understand where these come from because yeah. he's not even wearing them anymore. They're like on the like they're like hanging on a hook on a wall, but somehow he, he manages grabs to get caught up. And gets caught like up in I'm gonna that. tangle myself up in these, and. Uh, <laughs> Carney enters with the large coal shovel, shovel from shovels and hits Kenny over the head with it, which can- sends <laughs> hits him twice. <laughs> which sends Kenny flying out the door, which is somehow magically opened <laughs> by magic. Magic, and it, it, which again the the train just so happens to be passing over a, a bridge, bridge over above a, a frozen river. And so Kane's body plummets down, which at the first shot is clearly a, a dummy. A yeah. man, it's it's comically bad. I love
2: it when it lands.
0: Oh, thank you. I love, oh my God. When it hits the icy rocks, whoomp, it, it just, whoop. And then it like, bounces and it like, falls into the icy river where the current uh, carries it downstream. Mm-hmm. The train continues down the track. <laughs> I mean, it roll credits. Whoop. <laughs> I, I loved it so much. It was so impactful. But I mean, can we just explain, first of all, Why wow, did that goddamn door open? I don't know. Where did that door even come from? We've seen that that crew car so many times throughout this movie. There's yeah. never been a door there. All of a sudden, there's a door that's also open, open. and Kenny Carney just, like, smacks the guy out of the Like shovel. a fucking baseball.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's like, whack, there he goes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Home run, Carney. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so that, that there is uh, Terror, terror train. train. So let's move on to Favorite Kills.
2: There can be only one favorite
0: kill. Now I think there are about, suppose about eight kills in this. Not all of them you really see; somewhere implied. Uh, Hardly any of them you see. Yeah, and this is
2: one thing I kind of was a little bummed about. Was um, it kind of felt like, uh, and I think it had an R rating, but just barely. Like this was felt like baby's first horror movie. You know, I mean, it it wasn't. I'm saying it was a bad movie, but it just did not have. Much blood, guts, kills, thrills. It was just kind of... Yeah.
0: The only boobs you see are the dead woman's in the very beginning. No, 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 no.
2: You do see Pets. There's a nice scene of Pets. Oh, do we see Pets' boobs? Yes. Okay. Because Pet pulls a pretty slick move when, you know, she drops something and Moe's picking it up and all of a sudden her clothes are off. She's like, "Ha!" Ah, I'm it yeah, but, but did yeah. she actually show, see oh, yeah. the tits? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, because I was hoping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. real brief, though. It's just, right. just like a flash.
0: Gotcha. So, uh, so what we got? What, what, what are we going to do for favorite kill this week?
2: You know, I guess I'm just going to have to. <laughs> and even the kills you did see were pretty weak. Like when Jackson got his head smashed in the mirror. It's like Jackson's a pretty big dude. You get the heads. Like that's all that took. Yeah,
0: it he it, it, it was probably the biggest of all of them. He, it would have yeah. taken way more than just one, and, one and, head smashing. And,
2: and Kenny is a twig. I mean, he he's twig. Pulling,
0: He's basically portraying a thin
2: Woman, you know, wafy like, yeah, wafy wafy yeah. So, I'm just like, man, okay. So, my favorite kill has got to be you know, home run, Carney knocking uh Kenny, Kenny out of the truck, and then the whoomph, you know, yeah. the landing that was my favorite.
0: I, I 100% agree with you, yeah. that's my favorite kill, too. Like, I thought maybe it would be uh, Doc, because it's the severed head and all that, yeah, but no, it's like. What did for me was the way that body hits the ice at the bottom that thump. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, the first shot of it falling out is clearly a man. Yeah. But when it hits, they do a much better job of, of covering it up. And yeah, it, it looks, looks more and it's human. It's definitely got impact. It's so impact. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. That 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 alone made it. So There's we both agree this week, favorite kill, Kenny falling from the train, hitting the ice below. Uh, so let's move it on to odds and ends this week.
2: Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys?
0: All right, so our rating system. Ratings, ratings, ratings. Uh, IMDb gives it a 5.9 out of 10, uh, which I was a little surprised by. I thought this would have a higher uh, 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 rating on IMDb because so many people think it's such a classic. Jamie Lee Curtis, Mm -hmm. I figured it'd be a little higher than that. Uh, Ryan Tomatoes again surprised me. Thirty six percent on the t- on the thermometer, hmm. and with a th- with only a thirty eight percent audience score. Wow, so that's a pretty darn pr- close. Yeah, really close. But Amazon then four point one out of five. So Amazon's always the higher one. But yeah, yeah. um, plot keywords there are hundred and nine. I obviously skipped a lot of them. I just wrote some weird ones that I thought were kind of funny. Uh, not all of them, but first one is sadism. Which I don't get that. Like, what, I don't really, there's nobody like really, like, inflicting pain on themselves, I don't think. Yeah. So I don't really get where that sadism comes from unless I miss something. But the next three are just because they're so clinically, <laughs> so clinically accurate and politically pl- correct. You have sicko, creep, and weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Which All I, just, right. I just got kicked out. Like, okay. Yeah. Then you have, I love this one, video nasty. Video, video nasty, nasty, which again like, like I don't even think it's even in the movie. It's but, so weird. But video nasty. A video nasty. And then we have we've had this before, can Exploitation. Can, another Canadian movie, can-, yeah. can Exploitation. And this one I just saw was again really weird. Like I don't know how it relates, but Impossible Love. Which sounds like a really cheesy like love vow from the eighties. This impossible love. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It sounds like it should be really bad. Somebody make this song happen. Impossible. <laughs> love. love. But it's, again, really weird. Like, yeah. why is that even like, why is that a keyword? I don't get it. So uh trivia. Now there's a decent amount of trivia for this movie. Because again, Jamie Lee Curtis, a lot of stuff going on. Uh so sit back and get some knowledge in on, on this movie. Uh the idea for Terror Train came from a dream that Daniel Grodnick had. Uh, one weekend night after seeing the films Halloween and Silver Streak, Dan woke up and said to his wife, what do you think about putting Halloween on a train? Hmm. His wife answered, that's terrible. He <laughs> jotted down terrible train <laughs> on a piece of paper on his nightstand. In the morning, he changed the tire to Terra Train, wrote up 22 pages, and made a deal on it with Sandy Howard's company at 3 o'clock that afternoon. So talk about real quick uh, green lighting the script or a project. Uh, this film was filmed between November 21st, 1979, and December 23rd of 1979. Uh, by the time the picture ready, uh, was ready to be launched, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis had already earned the title Scream Queen, mm. um, or Queen of Horror, because uh, she had also already filmed Halloween 76, The Fog 1980, Prom Night 1980, and Terror Train 1980. All these were in like two-year span, so I mean, that is... A ton of work for Jamie Lee. A ton League. of
2: spook work. Yeah, yeah so I mean, rightfully he gets it. So, hey, hats off.
0: Yeah. Um, all or at least most of the filming on the train scenes had to be scheduled for night shooting. This is because the environments of the gigantic Montreal warehouse, which housed the train, were so active and noisy during the day. Shooting would begin at 6 p.m. at night and continue through to the early hours in the morning. And the train was just rocked back and forth on a rig system in the warehouse <laughs> in order to simulate the <laughs> movement on the rails. <laughs> Um, magician David Cowerfield said of this movie, film is a magnifying glass for magic. So I had to be very careful. What you see on screen is exactly what the extras saw during shooting. So he had to be very careful about hiding his tricks and doing all that stuff. Which made me wonder because the one trick where he does, like, uh, where he holds up the curtain and uh, makes the uh, uh, assistant appear and then disappear mm-hmm. really, I was like, interesting because I wonder how if they did some kind of trick with that one because clearly he was doing that in the middle of the train. So he had audience in front of him and behind him on both yeah, sides yeah, of yeah. the screen. Yeah. 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 So the people behind him would clearly would have seen what was going on, but yet they were still acting like they had no idea. So that's, that was the one, like what's happening there. Like what somebody had to have seen something or they used, you know, trick. They just, mm. they just, like, you know what, we're going to yeah. fake this
2: one. This is going to be movie magic. Not yeah. Magic, magic.
0: Exactly. Um, I, I that, said, or we talked about Dave's carfield's only acting job. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis once said of, this, of a character in this film, there are certain things a heroine need, in a thriller need has to be. She has to be vulnerable so the audience identifies with her and is rooting for her, but she also has to have enormous inner strength to overcome the evil or terror that is pursuing her. I play the same kind of character as I did in other films, but Alana, the girl I play, is stronger and more defined. Hmm. Uh, she shot this film back-to-back with uh, Prom Night uh, in late 1979, so she like went one from the other. Both films were shot in ca- Canada, primarily to Toronto and Train Montreal. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, the opening prologue of The college Bonfire was the very last scene of the movie to be filmed. It was added during post-production around one month after per- per- principal filming had ended as a tie-in to the origins of the character Kenny. Uh, actor Ben Johnson once said of this movie in which he co-starred, I hadn't even read the script for Terror Train when I told Roger, the director, I'd do the role. I had enormous admiration for his work on the Sam Peckinpah films, and I knew he'd make one hell of a film director. Well, that is a big game. Like, I'll yeah, do it without yeah. even reading the script. I'll do it. I'll sure. do it. Well, what do you expect from a guy with a fucking rodeo champion <laughs> master? He don't fuck around. <laughs> don't, he don't fuck around. Oh, John Wayne stunt double. Yeah. I'm more man than John Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) John Wayne could do this. They could do it. I did it. (laughs) So reportedly, veteran actor Ben Johnson asked the director, Roger Spottiswoody, whatever, to give his character, Carney, less dialogue rather than more. Uh, The director once said that Johnson said to him, Now, Roger, I'm sure I've told you this before, but I'm on my first day working with John Ford. He took me aside and said, Ben, when you're in front of the camera, you're not going to need too many words. You just won't need them. They can get in the way. So Roger... Ben says, you go through it and take out all the extra dialogue you can. He told me that it was sound advice from Mr. Ford and he wanted me to take it. He wanted to go through the script and get rid of all the extra words that he didn't need. He said, I know most of your actors want more words and more scenes, but that's not me. I listened to Mr. Ford and he was pretty right about things. You just have to take more words away. So that's, again, a really odd thing. Interesting, yeah. Again, like every actor I've ever worked with is always like, I want a bigger part. I want more lines. And he's like, no, I want less. Take it away. Uh, again, I'm just this Ben Johnson guy is an interesting character, yeah. Um, I had like a nice cold beer with him or something like that, you know. Smoke a cigar and have a beer and a steak with this guy, like, yeah. That'd be, that sounds good, yeah. <laughs> Once you said steak, I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> beer, yeah, done that. Cigars, yeah, okay, steak, steak, yeah, I'm in. Uh, so producers Sandy Howard and Harold Greensburg also produced 1980 horror movie Death Ship <laughs> with train and death ships, so and there's a real, okay. uh, I've got some themes, plane going trains, automobile yeah, things yeah, going yeah. on here, uh. The observation type passenger car used in the film, uh, in the film called the uh Dana, Dana I can't pronounce this, uh, D E N E H O T S, uh is being restored and is now located at the Arizona Railway Museum in Chandler, Arizona.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, the train engine number of the locomotive was number eighteen eighty one. The engine number was renumbered for the film from its original number number. 1293. This train, Canadian Pacific Railway number 1293, was still an operational locomotive as of February 2002. Huh. So I don't know if it's still if it's then been retired, but it, was, it it lasted a long time.
2: Shovels had to work on it.
0: <laughs> that's a great point. The <laughs> shovel. Uh, so that that's it for trivia. Uh, some interesting things I thought. But yeah. uh, let's move on to this week's budget game. <gasps> they spent how much? The budget game. All right, Aaron, think deep down. What do you think? What is your guess for the budget of the 1980 Terror Train?
2: Well, let's see. 1980. I've been really shitty the last couple times. Like the budgets were way bigger. So I want to go kind of big. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, she was already established as Scream Queen, so she's demanding a little bit more money. Uh, you had a lot of actors. You had also, you, Hey, um,
0: I don't know how much she was the man. I mean, well, I mean right, actors don't get made a lot. She you're right. Still you're right. But she was movies. still
2: like the scream queen. So it was someone that's going to bring money to your, bring it recognition to your movie. So, I mean, while she's not going to be making, she's going to be making some money. Right. I'll give you that. Um, Carney, you know, I mean, he was in a lot of stuff. He's, you know, he's got a ton of work, so he'll probably ask for a little bit, not a ton again, but I doubt more than just randos, you know?
0: Uh, now, the rest of the cast, they weren't they had little careers, but it was after they, were, really, yeah, they exactly, weren't really established exactly. at the time.
2: Working on a train. Oh, you did have vanity shooting. Yeah, they did have vanity. I wanna say three point five mil.
0: Alright. And the budget for Terra Train. I think Aaron cheated. Three and a half million dollars. What? No, <laughs> no, no. Aaron never gets it right. He gets to pinpoint
2: this time. No. Something smells fishy. No, no, no way. That's crazy. Well,
0: if that's true, congratulations. You actually won this week's budget game with three and a half million dollar budget. That's fucking bonkers.
2: Three and a half million dollars. Three
0: and a half million dollars. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> no way. Way.
2: Awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. Congratulations. I haven't
0: done that. Even the, like... the sun shines on dogs' ass every now and then. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> 2017's coming off <up> right. <laughs> Going off right. Start off with a win. Booyah. All right. So, on to five star reviews.
1: These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews.
0: There were four pages of five-star reviews on Amazon for this. Uh, I wrote that, obviously, a lot of them are very similar. I didn't write them all down. Uh, from Megan, classic, a very funny film, quality entertainment. Five stars. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Like, really a funny film? It's not hilarious. You sure you to ask
1: something else? Yeah, like,
0: I don't know. Uh, maybe you were watching Throw Mama from the Train or something. I don't even know <laughs> if that's a comedy, but... It's a dark one, but it's, yeah. Yeah, uh, from Harry Jacobs. I've always wanted to see this movie, so I bought it, and it's an action... And it's an actual, you know, East horror flick, but I like Jamie Lee Curtis, so it's a good movie. Five stars. Weird review. Yeah, but also bad grammar makes no sense. <laughs> From Joaquin Gonzalez. This is written in all caps, by the way. Oh, all God. bold. Just don't yell it. I'm not going to yell <laughs> I'm just giving you, you a yeah. heads up. Jamie Lee Curse, what a woman! Halloween was just the beginning for her. Now, this was awesome! Scream Queen is running again, this time in a moving train. Nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. What a great film to have in your collection. Everything was awesome! And it was a great horror film. A must-see if you are a true horror fan. Get this movie! Five stars! Man, that guy was excited. He uses awesome like three times with that. Um, and now, from an Amazon customer... Bought as a gift for my mom. She loved. Five stars. Five stars. (laughs) Weird. Now, the last one from Becky Bone, who needs a serious grammar lesson. I seen this movie years ago. I decided to add this to mine. I recommend this. Thank you. Five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Work on it, Becky Bone. You'll get there. Now, one-star reviews. Ooh. There were only three. And I wrote down, I think, two. Or maybe just one. It's just, it's a long one, but it was, nope. I wrote down two, but they were so crazy and weird that they needed to be read. In my mind, they needed to be read. All right. So first one from John, give me, title, give me a whistle. This movie blows. (laughs) Kind of funny. Yeah. What a cheap way to exploit Jamie Lee's impressive lung power. If you can't figure out who the killer, figure out the killer after the opening sequence, you haven't seen enough horror movies. Okay, we know who the killer is, but he, but he hides in costumes of his victims, not showing his face. So what? They spend too much time making it look like the magician or others. It does excel in hiding him on the train, but we kind of know what to expect for an ending. At least I did. The acting's okay. The movement of the film is rather slow, except for a great chase sequence toward the end with Jamie, Jamie and the killer. David Copperfield should have been the first thrown off the train. What a cheesehead. <laughs> Stick to magic. Your acting sucks. This, the effects are the worst I have ever seen. It looks like a third-grader school project. Jamie Lee excels as usual. The film was a quick buck during the slasher film era. Jamie got her check, a second booking, and she moved on. Serious, if anyone was surprised by the identity of the killer at the end, you really were not paying attention. The back of the DVD case even differs from the film. The banded by the campfire in the film says, Happy New Year. On the case, Happy Halloween. Are they trying to trick potential customers that this is another Halloween-themed film? Pretty bad. Thank God for John Carpenter. He is God. (laughs) One star. Dude.
2: (laughs) That guy sounds like he's got some
0: issues. Yeah. Now, this one... Blue, this
2: one's just crazy. it was crazier than that one. I think so. It's just weird. I think the way you read it, it made him
0: sound like a spoiled little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> from Frank Hepner, Terror Train Derailed. My railroad club shows train movies oh at God. members' homes, copyright laws, you know, and every month. There are some excellent Hollywood railroad movies The General, The Train, Van Ryan's Express, etc. For Halloween, I saw Terra terror train list on IMDb with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, with Jamie Curtis, yeah. How bad could it be? And with my favorite magician, David Copperfield. So <laughs> I sent away for it. Fortunately, for my self-respect in the club, I pre- pre- uh, previewed it before showing it. Great suffering horny toads. Now, is I'm not Wiley- saying... <laughs> <laughs> you 70 Sam yeah. all of a sudden. Uh, no, I'm not saying this is the worst movie ever made. There are far more nobler candidates like Plan 9 for that August title, but it is unique in that this is the only boring slash movie I've ever seen. I made it through the first half hour and came to the conclusion that if David Coverfield actually saw this woofer before it was released, he would have tried to disappear himself. I tried to prep the club by saying they had an excellent director and a world-class cinematographer, plus an actual rented steam locomotive and train, all true. But when you saw the action scenes in the train, the car appeared to be about 20 feet wide. After seeing that, I realized there was no way I was going to be able to show it and save face. It wasn't even bad in a camp funny way. It was just bad, plain dreadful. So I would only recommend this if you were life goal was to see every train movie ever made. A little tip of Put it at the end of your list. Oh, one star. It doesn't
2: meet his train standards.
0: He doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've never heard of somebody. like that's a, a train club. Train like, enthusiast. We get around we get together to watch train movies. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a weird I club. guess whatever floats your boat, but that's so weird. It's really strange. And like you're giving it a one star because oh, the train cars were too wide and it wasn't that's accurate so enough. Bullshit, that's so man. bullshit, man. <laughs> I couldn't show this to my boys, they'd laugh me out of the building. Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, uh let's wrap final thoughts, closing remarks. Aaron, what do you what, what are you gonna say about Terra Train? I'm kinda torn, honestly. Uh
2: the main like I said before earlier, I mean this feels like it You know what, old Train Brain there did have a point. It is a slow moving movie. It's a slow pace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's okay, let's get going now. You know, you didn't see any of the kills. You didn't get to see much what's happened. You see the aftermath, and I kind of knew what was going on pretty quick uh, with it as well. It just uh, didn't grab me as much, but it wasn't a bad story. You know, I'm I'm going to have to say so bad it's scary. You know, I Really? Just, okay. Yeah, it just barely makes it. I just, uh, you know, it wouldn't be one that you'd sit around and watch with your friends and have fun with you know and if you're if you're a real hardcore Jamie Lee Curtis fan and i can see you having it in your collection but at the end of the day i'm not going to watch it again
0: okay i'm very valid points i like, very very well uh, well, well put hmm. uh my i'm going to agree with you on many of those points uh, uh the slow pacing now i do have a counter to some of that because again it it doesn't really work that well in this movie but it does work i mean if you look back to again not just Jamie Lee but the original halloween which really inspired a lot of this, was a very and when you look back, it was a very slow moving movie. There was not a whole lot of action mm-hmm. or stuff in Halloween till the very like the final twenty minutes where it got. Sure, but it worked in that one. That one it worked. Uh, again, also you didn't see a whole lot of kills. Like they weren't. A, Halloween's not a very bloody movie, and a lot of other early slash movies, like even the original Friday the Thirteenth and other horror movies, have the cut. We don't see all the blood. That's not really even start happening to like the mid eighties, the nineties, where you start yeah. seeing a lot more of the, the bloodier, gorier stuff. So that's kind of just a sign. That I can't take that. Okay. That's just, you know, a sign of the era, of the time. Like, sure. Very common, okay. but it's disappointing. Yes. But it you just got to take with the grain of salt. Now, the problem I have with it, again, I do say is the fact that you, you struck the head perfectly. I agree. It's not one to sit around and really watch with your friend and laugh. And you get like, oh, okay, it's so bad. It's funny. And you kick out. And it's not one. Like you really need to watch it so bad. Right. It's, it's So good. Like a Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Like a Halloween. and, and I mean it might have its place in horror movie history because of Jamie Lee Curtis and in the time. But um I'm kind of agree with the things. It's like So bad it's scary. Like now, we might have some diehard horror fans Lizzie, who might get pissed off us for saying this. And I will say for the diehard horror fan who loves horror movies and the history of horror movies, it's a good movie. Like it yeah, has its yeah. place. It the story it's well shot. The story goes you know, it's but for a more casual person for what we do on the show, I'm gonna say so bad it's scary, just because it's not so bad it's good or you can laugh, it's not funny and, and cheesy, It. But it's just too slow and too I mean the story makes sense. Yeah. It
2: has good buildup. It's I mean the pacing's, you know, it was slow, but like we mentioned before, it it it, it doesn't have wasted motion. But the problem is it's it's it, so
0: much of the get that recipe, that mm-hmm. cookie card that all so many others fell into, it gets lost in the shelf because it doesn't stand out for anything right. unique about it. Right. And it doesn't it doesn't set itself apart. So it's gonna be like you can you can just gloss you don't you can pass this movie. So I'm gonna say so bad scary because you can pass on it yep. if you want to, you're not gonna miss much. Uh, so there. It, it kind of. I didn't think I'd say that, but that's. Uh, I. I I'm even surprising myself saying that. <laughs> but there it is. So bad, scary for both of us. All right. Um. So that's it for this week. Uh, like I said, happy New Year, everybody. We will be back next week with another movie. In the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook. You can check us out on our uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, what am I forgetting? Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I think oh, it's yeah. Facebook. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. So pretty much all the social. All media. the social media. You can find us there on all of them. Uh, you know. I'm kind of running out things to say. I'm.
2: We're also available on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Podbean, and you can also listen to us from our website, uh, horrible podcast dot com. Thank you. So just go ahead and uh, leave us a note. Let us know. Communicate with us. Tell us we suck. Tell us we're awesome. 2017. We've been doing this a while now. So yep.
0: guys, you have a suggestion? us like yeah. Let us know what's going on. Um. Yep. That's going Aaron did it better than me. I dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's all right. You know, it's kind of funny, actually. Both of us are kind
2: of sick, you yeah. know, today. Where it's like, well, 2017 may have came up good for Aaron with, uh, you know, guessing right on the money, yeah. But man, we're both kind of just suffering today. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so again, yeah, we didn't have a lot of wutzba. Yeah, you know, we're kind uh, of dragging. I, mean, do,
0: I do my best, Try to bring the energy. Uh, but all right, that's it for We're we'll, we're gonna gag your hair for the day. Uh, watch more horror movies, and our remember keep it tight.